Welcome to the United Cast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 3-0 defeat at home in the Premier League against Manchester City. Um, so what went wrong today? Um, I don't think it's very complicated really what went wrong. I don't think that there's anything deep that really happened. Um, I sort of... Well, yeah, I, I think this game's really quite just simple in terms of what what went wrong. Um, so what did go wrong then, that you, you might be <laughs> wondering? Um, we started off with the wrong team selection. Um, a soft penalty was given. Then um, they scored an unmarked goal. And then they scored a goal where nobody tried. And we couldn't take our chances. Had had a spell of decent chances that we just simply didn't take. We panicked when we had the ball. Um, we did not remotely play as a team. Um, there were some shocking, shocking passes out there. Um, some players did okay, but overall there was just not enough effort put in, quite simply. And so, so that's in the basis of what went wrong in the game. In terms of what went wrong and everything else after that, uh, or... Uh, in otherwise situations, uh, we played with a makeshift defence again because we kind of sort of had to, barring two selections. Um, City had De Bruyne out, but because they've spent what they've spent and have been able to actually get the players that Pep Guardiola wanted, at least probably 95% of them, there's the odd player or two that he didn't get that either didn't choose to go there or whatever the other case Um May or may not be. Um, so their team's completely stacked. So even when they do have injuries, there's no sort of... Um, there's no worries. There's no sort of, oh, shit, who are we going to play instead? No, nah, none of that. They're, they're well covered. Um, I fundamentally do not think that if we sack Ten Hag, that it will make much difference. It won't change the bigger picture of things. It will be... If we do do that, which I don't, I don't think we will. Just to be clear, but let's say hypothetically that we do because we lost the game and everybody's upset. Yeah, you're, you're well in your rights to be upset. I'm not happy about it. Um, of course, it's never nice to lose to City, is it? Um, but uh, I just don't think that that's. I don't think that's the answer. I don't think that's going to change things. Do I think the manager got things wrong? Yes, I do. I do think he got it wrong overall today. I'm not trying to, you know. Uh, I'm trying to defend him in a certain way, shape or form, but I'm trying to just explain that, okay, let's say you go and get Conte for Wednesday, or you go and get, I don't even really know who's available, um, Parch will probably get sacked to Chelsea, you don't really want him, do you? Um, yeah, I don't really know, don't really know who else is really available, like, would 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 Conte leave Real Madrid to, to come here? I, I don't think so, <laughs> he's just got Jude Bellingham, um... You know, why Why would he... It's not just about, I'll oh, go and get whoever you want. It's about who's available and who would actually want to come here. And, of course, the bigger asterisk problem with this whole thing is the Glazers, of course. Um, and I did look at this squad today. And I did look at City's squad. And just, again, I, I, I don't think you can put this defeat on... Oh, it was just this reason and that's it. No, there's lots of reasons why we lost this game. Of course, the overall thing of us not playing well enough, of course, caused us to actually lose this game. 
Um, so you got that going on, but again, you you do have to kind of look at. Okay, uh, we tried to get Declan Rice, couldn't get him. Tried to get Casado, couldn't get him. We wanted Erling Haaland himself at one point, couldn't get him. We wanted Jack Grealish at one point, couldn't get him. We wanted Jude Bellingham at one point, couldn't get him. Wanted Harry Kane at one point, couldn't get him. Wanted Kim Min Jae at one point, couldn't get him. Uh, tried to get Regulon before he went to Tottenham, couldn't get him. We've we we are now borrowing him. Um. So yeah, you know, you 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 put a few of them players into this team it does make make a difference and i'm not saying like okay let's say when you've got everybody available and you look at manchester united's first 11 is it good enough to achieve things yes it is do we have our first 11 players available we don't have them all do we did city yes everybody apart from de bruyne but don't worry they've got foden and they've got rodri and they've got doku and they've got you know all these other kinds of players so it doesn't really sort of matter too much um even in a season where they did get rid of Mares and Gundogan went and Laporte went and uh, Sterling left a few seasons ago, didn't really make a difference because they were still stacked with players anyway. Um, but because okay, fundamentally, you, let's say you choose any manager you want. Let's say Pep Guardiola himself, right on top of the world, beating his. Uh, uh, City rivals today, treble last season, three tre- three Premier League titles in a row. Okay, let's let's just hypothetically say we all we're all fed up with Ten Hag and we go and get Pep Guardiola. He will still have to work under the restrictions of the Glazers, and so will any manager. Heck, even go go ahead and bring Alex Ferguson out of retirement and put him in here. Um, he will still have to work with the Glazers. Uh, I'm not saying we can't achieve things under the Glazers. I think we certainly can. But my point is, to kind of be a bit more clear, when you have as many injuries as we do, which would affect any team, any team, and we've been very, very unlucky with that, and we haven't really been able to build any momentum, and it's been chop and change every week. Um, I heard someone say the other day we've had a different back four for every single match. I don't know if that's true, but I believe, I, I think that's probably true. I haven't fact-checked that myself. But that's a problem. Um, I think the midfield has changed every single week. The attack has pretty much changed a little bit less, but still quite a lot. Um, ultimately, though, we weren't good enough today. Um, I think these players did what they do when they capitulate. Now, the capitulation wasn't as bad as it has been Excuse me, in previous years. Um, but, you know, like, excuse me, like the 7-0 and that type of stuff. But... Just with this game particularly, it was, you know, you bring off Amrabat, what's that all about? Mount's on the bench, why is he on the bench? Um, I don't know, it, it, it just didn't go our way today. I thought it was going pretty decently up until they got their goal. And I do think a moment such as, and again, football can very much be a game of moments. And there was lots of moments in this game. But when you go from, you know, playing pretty well, we knew City were going to dominate possession. I mean, was it was a midfield of Amrabat, Eriksen and McTominay going to dominate City? Not not really, no, no. And I, I don't like that midfield selection either. But it's not up to me to choose them. Um, you go out with a midfield against that, like, like that, sorry, against City. Um, and uh, they get a soft penalty. They score it, they go one nil up, changes the game. And then from then on, it just didn't it just didn't get back to what it was. We had a couple of half chances, like Hoyland was through and on goal. 
Uh, of course, McTominay's shot was good. Rashford had like some half chances and stuff. Don't get me wrong, there were chances for us to score in this game. And there was a definite lack of communication with the entire team, pretty much. There was a number of passes I saw today that either went off the pitch, went astray, were too long, too short. Um, players just not communicating properly. They've, they've got to work that out within themselves. Um, so, yeah, um, there wasn't enough overlapping, underlapping not enough pass and move it's uh it, it was i think it was more a bit more of a personnel problem today but again some of this stuff is uh on the manager i would i would agree all right um <clears throat> there was one card by the way and i need to mention it now before i forget i think it was john stones uh and i just i just wanted to point it out now before i forget because it, it, i thought it was going to get a yellow for it and he didn't get anything, and I was, I thought, okay, if he gets booked, it's going to be marked on this app, and I will use that as a talking point, but I'm going to mention it right now, before I forget, um, I thought, and this isn't, this is, this is me nitpicking a bit more, but still, I thought the rules of the game were certain rules of the game, um, John Stones, I think it was John Stones, tackled Bruno Fernandes, or tried to at one point, didn't win the ball, his studs were on his ankles, and I just personally thought, now I'm not moaning, I'm just pointing out what I thought were the rules of the game, that if you use your studs, even if you touch the ball first, which we've seen Casemiro do, and he got sent off, um, I'm just trying to be fair and balanced. You shouldn't have one rule for one set of whatever and one rule for, one rule for another. And I'm not saying this is why we lost the game, but red cards can be a big deal. And I just thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I just thought... That if a player uses their studs or the player's studs hits a player's legs during a tackle or a foul, that that's a red card. That's just what I thought was the rule. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, we'll see what happens with the next incident. So uh, studs is supposed to be a red card as far as I'm uh, aware. And apparently it doesn't matter if you win the ball, because if you remember, I think it was at the start of this season, Casemiro um, put his foot on the ball and it slid off the ball onto a player's ankle, but he touched the ball first and that was a red card and this one wasn't. So there we go. I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. Am I saying we lost this game because of the ref? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing out that I think one of their players should have had a red card and they didn't because I thought that there was a certain rule in place. But apparently not in this situation. So, it is what it is. Alright, let's go back to the front. Uh, Haaland's penalty. Of course, you've got... Um, was it... No, not Gundogan. He plays for Barcelona. I think it was Haaland who'd made contact with... I believe it was Rodri in the box. He goes down for a penalty. Was it soft? I think it was soft. Uh, that changed the game, of course. Um, do I blame Hoyland for it? The, the thing you've got to remember about tackles and pushes and pulling in a game of football, we've got to remember that this is a contact sport. At least I thought it was a contact sport. So which means that we're not playing basketball, which means you're allowed to touch the other players, of course, in the right areas. Um, but that's a penalty. They gave it. They did look at it quite a bit on VAR, so at least there was that. But it was a bit soft, and I think... Rodri made a bit of a big deal out of it. He would he would have been told to. He would have been he would have been, every every single player would be told to. I'm not accusing him of like cheating or something. Every single player would be told, hey, if you get like a little bit too much contact, make a meal out of it. Make it look like a foul. Every single player would have that instruction. So 
I can't blame him for that. He scored the penalty, no heroics this time from Onana. Unlike with the Copenhagen game, that made it 1-0. It's a game-changing moment. Was it a foul? Was it not? It was near the start. It was 25, sorry, 26 minutes in. And that's just what changed the game. Um, and we never quite got back into it after that. That was pretty much what happened in the first half. Then a sub substitution from us, which did change the game. Uh, Mason Mount on for Amrabat. I would have personally brought Mount on for either Ericsson or McTominay. Now, if I'm thinking of the way this game is going, you need legs. Now, I've said a few times before, and I'll stick to it here. It might work in some games, but it's not going to work in all of them. You've got to start Ericsson less. Now, if you've got a team that sits back more um, and parks the bus and won't be needing to close down as much of the opposition, then maybe you can start Ericsson in those games. But in this sort of game where you've got Foden and you've got Graylish and you've got Rodri all sort of running around and whatnot, you need faster players. And unfortunately, Ericsson just doesn't fit that. So I would have personally started Mount Amrabat. We know, you know, I would have started Donny, but obviously he wasn't even on the bench. Um, yeah, I, I I get somewhat why you play McTominay in this game. Um, I think he's trying to play him as like a second striker as well. That's what I think he was trying to do in this game. Hence, Bruno gets moved out to the right, and I don't think that's all quite the right choice. Um, but the correct player to bring on. But I I don't see why you brought off Amrabat. I get that Ten Hag at some points has had this go-for-it approach where he takes off certain defensive players and brings on the attackers. I think it's a bit too early in this game to do that, and I would have just um, subbed Mount for, um, uh, as it called, uh, Ericsson instead. In fact, I would have started it that way and not the other way around. So, here we go. Uh, then Haaland scored because nobody marked him. Why does he score this goal? No, nobody's anywhere near him. Now, I would put this goal on... Regulon wasn't on at that point, was he? No. Uh, it's on Lindelof and Evans. That's their side of the pitch. And Delo and Maguire on the right hand side of the pitch. And didn't see it at first because, of course, goals can be quick and whatnot. Um, Silva crosses it over. What a player he is, Bernardo Silva. I, I've always rated him, even before he went to uh, uh, City. And Evans just peels away from him for some reason. I don't really know why. I, 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 I can't tell you what was on Johnny Evans' mind. And I can't remember where Lindelof was for this goal. And you cannot do that against Erling Haaland. Because Silva probably thought, oh, Haaland's over there in a few yards of space. I'll pop the ball over to him. And this is this is one of the easiest goals that Haaland's going to score in his entire career. When you've got a player like Erling Haaland, who in the previous six, previous season... Scored 36 goals just in this league, not even outside of that. And you leave him that unmarked, you get punished for it. Um, I've I've seen him miss a few close chances, but not like this. Not not ones that are like this. I mean, I get you. You could have a situation where the ball goes a bit lower. Does he chest it? You know, does he chest it and kick it? That's going to take a bit longer. Does he lean down a bit lower and head it? Sometimes the ball can land a bit awkwardly, but. Perfectly easy and comfortable goal for somebody like Erling Haaland. And uh, that was two. But that goal is... I mean, yeah, there's other parts. You could stop the ball getting to silver on the, on the left-hand side. You could stop the cross coming in. You could stop the ball before it gets to Haaland. You could tackle Haaland. You could get the ball off of him. But none of those things happened, and that made it 2-0. Then Regulon on for Lindelof. Um, I'm not sure why Regulon and Varane didn't start this game. I'm guessing due to fitness... 
which is, I think, why he was subbed off in the in, in uh, regular was subbed off in the previous game. Um, so that's yeah, I I agree with 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 doing that. Um, I don't really get how Lindelof because we, we we've seen a good sample size of it now. I don't really understand how Lindelof is a suitable left back at all. I don't really at right back maybe because you've got the advantage of having your right footed player at right back. That makes sense. But he he's barely got the pace to be a centre back, let alone be a full back. So him going up against um who was it? I think it was Foden on the on the right hand side. I don't really understand. But I, if Ten Hag thought, okay, I have to go with that because Regulon's not fully fit to gamble, and it's one that didn't uh, didn't pay off. But him on for Regulon, I felt it could have happened before the seventy third minute though. Like you should be doing that at about an hour or so, um, maybe. But who knows? Then uh, Gonacho one for Hoyland. I think it was in Rashford through the middle. Hoyland on the left, and uh, Bruno on 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 the right. Which I I very much dislike Bruno on the right. I don't know why Ten Hag does choose to uh, to do that. Uh, I would have brought Gonacho on. Um, would I have taken off Rashford in this game? I probably would have just moved Bruno or taken Bruno off to be honest, um, and played. Anthony or so there's probably some other options there, but that's not personally what I would have done. I would have left Hoyland on. Um Heck, I probably would have taken off Bruno, taken off Rashford, put on Marcel and put on Ganacho. Um I know that we did see Marcel come on a little bit later and Anthony as well. But there's there's some options there and I, I just don't know that he used them all correctly today. So uh, then Foden scored a goal. Why did Foden score this goal? Because literally nobody tried to stop it. <laughs> I I was just befuddled at this goal. It was this the, the the mentality to stop this goal shows you that these players gave up in in the 80th minute. You could argue that they gave up before, but Haaland gets the ball on the right hand side. He passes it in towards Foden. I get the Regulon and I think it was Evans or somebody slid in to stop Foden. The moment Haaland's got that ball, you're like, okay, so this is a goal. Whether whether Haaland's going to score this himself or pass it to somebody, it's, it's a goal here. But there's like a back three or a back four that's sitting, I guess, in, in front of Haaland at this point. None of them really try to move. No, no, Nobody even remotely runs over to Haaland to close him down or to stop him. Um, but I, I just... Like as soon as Haaland got that ball, I was like, "This is this is a goal. This is a goal." No, no, nobody tried to stop the ball going over the top or through the middle or however he got the ball. Nobody closes him down. Uh, there's an attempt to close Foden down. It doesn't work uh, because by the time Regulon and whoever the other defender was react to it, the ball's already going towards Foden's foot and it's already in the back of the net, basically. So um, I guess would would I put any of these goals on the goalkeeper? I don't know. I I think these are more defensive problem goals. Like no one tries. To, no one marks Harlan. Penalty is a penalty. Like it, whatever. Like that's a different thing. Whether it was or wasn't a foul, di- different situation. With the Harland one, I blame the fact that nobody's marking him. With the with the third one, I blame the fact that nobody's also marking Harland. Uh, like what? Why are we leaving Harland, Erling Harland, who's probably the top two strikers next to Harry Kane in the world? And we're leaving him marked. It's probably because we've got a back four of Delo, Maguire, Evans and Lindelof. And I just... Yeah. I, 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 the, the problem is, and I shouldn't really be thinking this. 
I recognise that, okay, we've won, what was that, last three games? Did we lose the fourth one before that? Because we won before the international break, then won two games after that, right? I think I've got that correct. As much as it is really nice to win, and there has been, there's been too many of those games where it's like, oh, we didn't play well, but we got through it, and we have dramatic, and it's great to have dramatic late wins and stuff, like you've got Delo's goal, you've got McTominay's goal, and you've got Maguire's goal, and then you've got Anona's save. They make for great, for great moments that make you happy, and they're very entertaining, and you ultimately walk away with three points. We haven't been playing well enough, and I think... When you continue to do that, and you you can't just continue to continue to to do that, you do have to start playing better in games eventually. One of these, and look, this this wasn't a five or a seven nil thumping, and there was chances for us in this game, and ultimately, it's really two nil with it with a slightly dodgy penalty. Okay, it is three. I think we've walked away from this game damaged but not ruined I think as well. like when you look at the uh, the fixtures under Ole when we were losing 4-5-0 to Liverpool and Man City all the time and then the 7-0 which was just a bit of a weird game I don't think this is quite the same as that one okay it's at Old Trafford it's Man City it, it, it's not a good look by any stretch it's, it's but it's it could have been a lot worse I think but anyway um, then Marcel on for Rashford, I probably would have done something similar. Then Anthony on for Ericsson, again I would have done something similar, just a bit earlier. Um, so that's ultimately the summary of the game. Um, who the hell is my man of the match today? I've not really thought about it terribly to be honest. Um, let me just look at, uh, actually, let's take a break, I'll take a moment to think here, and, um, because this is, this is one of them where, like, not everybody was terrible, but who was the one that stood out? Anyway, I'll have my answer for you after this break. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK, that's E-T-A-L-K, UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscaped's quality thanks very much to manscaped for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. 
the $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month, and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts, and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, I'm stretched a bit thin for choice here, but I've made my decision. I'm going to give a 6, which means I can't give anybody else any higher than a 6, to Hoyland. Um, Okay, so why have I chosen him as my man of the match? Did okay with the service he was given. Maybe should have scored, but he got a bit caught out. Ultimately still wasn't given enough service. Um, that's why, really. We're, uh, we're, we're scraping the barrel today for, for Man of the Match, so that's that's who I've who I've gone with. I don't really think that there's an obvious choice. I think some of the subs did well, like uh, Mount was okay, but by the time some of those subs happened and were in effect, the, the game was kind of a bit gone, wasn't it? So, anyways, go back to the front with Onana. I'm going to give him an average six. I thought his distribution was okay. Uh, made some, still made some pretty good saves, some very, very good saves. Three goals went past him that I don't think were ultimately his fault, but uh, an average six. Uh, Delo, I'm going to give him a three. I thought he was okay at points in this game. I mean, three is really low. We seem to have a problem, and it is, it was notable on our right hand side with Bruno and with. Um, uh, and with Ericsson and with Delo. Why can we not sometimes or too often get the ball past the first man for crosses? Whether that's corners or certainly within open play. There was a chance that we had like quite near the end. Delo just kicked it straight at Grealish. They appealed for a handball but it clearly hit Grealish's legs. We, we've got to sort... I mean we've got a lot to sort out to be honest. But um, we've got to sort some of that stuff out. Uh, Maguire, I'll give him. I'll give him a five. Um, I thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. Made a couple of little mistakes, but um, he could have been a lot, lot worse. He could have been a lot, lot worse. Um, again, I don't think the second goal is on him or the low. That's not their side of the pitch. Um, but I thought Maguire was okay. Just, just, just below average. Nothing particularly sort of horrendous. Um, Evans, I'll give him a three. Um, I try to give him a two because he really should have. He he's if you look at the Haaland the second goal, um, he really shouldn't have just peeled away from Haaland. So I give him a two. Other than that, I thought he did actually okay in possession in certain points. Considering how slow Evans and Maguire are, they actually did okay considering what City can be like on the break or you know break, breaking away. I actually thought they did okay with that, and I thought that was going to be a disaster. Lindelof. Um, I thought it was okay. I'll give him a... Is it a three or a two? It doesn't really matter, does it? I'll give him a three. I thought it was okay um, in this game. Again, he's at left back, so he should have been there also to help with the goal, but he wasn't. Ericsson, um, 
I'll give him a six. I thought he was one of our better players today. Um, just not really quite his game in terms of his legs. But, you know, he gets chosen to do a job on the pitch and he has to go out there and try to do it. So I thought he actually did okay. Amrabat only played half the game, so judge from that what you will. Um, I don't think there's an issue with him. I just think Tenag was trying to do his sort of go for broke type of approach that we've seen him do a few times i just think he did it a bit early is is uh, my opinion i thought Amrabat did okay i'll give him a five as well bruno fernandez um do you know what right okay bruno's a player i've been um had more scrutiny for let's say i, I was trying to think of the right choice of words did okay in the first half. I was going to give him a six. I was thinking, okay, you're actually doing a pretty good job. You're not lighting the world on fire and you've not been a disaster. Then the panic set, uh, set in, sorry, with Bruno. And you started to see, not necessarily hero balls, but just really scrappy, panicky short passes. And you don't usually see Bruno give the ball away with those sorts of passes. It's usually with his sort of, oh, I'll pick you out from 40 yards from where I am and I'll kick the ball over your head sort of thing um i'm not going to be dr dramatic and silly and say oh we went from a six to a zero there was there was a few things he did in this game that made me think i'm going to give you a zero but i'm not going to do that today i'll give him a two i'll give him a two just because he did hold some decent form in that first half i ultimately didn't lead to anything but i just i don't want to do another over dramatic sort of oh he was absolutely awful for the whole game because i don't think that's actually true so i'll give him a two McTominay um, was given a different role in the second half. He didn't manage to sort of handle that. Um, almost scored a really good goal in the first half. Um, I don't think he was terrible, but I do think he did his sort of disappearing act today. Um, I'll give him a four. I'll give him a four. Just because in the attack, I thought he did some bits. You can tell I'm really stretching for things today, can't you? But he did some bits. Uh, Rashford, uh, Rashford confused me a bit in this game, to be honest. He so nearly was on the cusp of doing some really, really great stuff, but just made some bad decisions at certain points, um, but ultimately didn't quite do enough in the game. I think I'll give him a four. Hoyland I've already talked about as well. So there's my rough sort of player ratings. Uh, there are a bit sort of twos and threes and fours, a few fives, you know, but not good. Not good is the overall thing there. I'm just going to, before I go to the bench actually, just an example of what I mentioned earlier in terms of City not having a lot of injuries, but even if they do, it's not really, doesn't really matter per much, per, per se. So our missing players, we've got Casemiro and Quindrew, we could have really used him today. Malassi is still out, Martinez is out, Sancho the situation there, Shaw and Wambasaka. Who of those players would have been starting this game? Casemiro would have started, Martinez would have started, Malasia possibly would have started because we needed a left back. Like let's say let's say these players I'm using as an example. Let's say they're all fully fit versions. I think Malasia would have started because I don't think Regulon was fully fit. Let's say Regulon was still in the same situation, but Malasia was fully fit. I think you'd start him just because he is a left back and we really need one of them at the moment. Um, Shaw would have um, actually Shaw. Let's say I, either one of those two they they would have started. Obviously Shaw would have started if he was available, and Wambasaka definitely would have. That you got some game changes there, I think, or I think that would have changed the game. City's one is Akanje with a red card, I think that's his name, and De Bruyne with a thigh injury. That's it. Every single one of City's other players is available, all of them. So, uh, but for our substitutions, Anthony, I didn't notice him a ton apart from when he got booked, uh, which is later on. He did okay, but I can't say I really noticed him. Noticed him. Uh, B and D was on the bench. Ganacho subbed on. 
wasn't really able to make quite the impact. Kobe Mano would have certainly liked to have seen him. I, th I think he'll play a part on, I think it's Wednesday, Carabao Cup against Newcastle. I think we'll see him on Wednesday. Would have loved to have seen him in this game. I, I don't know. I think it would have been gamblers too. Okay, is is this the sort of game you want to throw him into? Especially when we became two, three goals down. Is that the game that you throw him into? I don't know. Uh, he looks for, he's looked very good from what we've seen of him. And obviously he's coming back from an injury. Is he fully fit? There's lots of factors, but it would have been cool to see him. Martial. Um, I actually can't remember Martial touching the ball, to be perfectly honest. He was one of the later subs like Anthony, wasn't he? So... Uh, Hannibal Maybury, I think it would have been useful in this game. Uh, Mason Mount subbed on too late. Regulon could have been an injury uh, fitness thing there. He did well. And Varane was on the bench as well, who I'm guessing was also not fully fit. All right. We've reached the end. Um, let's look at... So we've got Newcastle next in the Carabao Cup. Again, small trophy. Would I like to keep this trophy? Of course I would. If you're giving me the option of do you want to get knocked out now for, of this trophy or do you want to win it, I would like to win this trophy. <laughs> you might laugh at that because it's a small trophy, but did you not want it? Did you want a trophy? Did you not want it? Um, apparently City didn't want it because they just threw it away. That's something I found quite interesting as well. Because of City's dominance with the treble last season, and you think, okay, you're, you're touching on some of Fergie's records. There is, of course, the charges and all that sort of stuff, whatever. You've come away from a high-confidence treble-winning season. If you really, really want to go for it, I mean, three in a row, seven Premier League titles, a treble, you're making some history. If you really, really want to make history, like you really want to outclass what anyone's done in English football, and you're really that, if you really are truly that good... Okay, the Carabao Cup, you, after you win a treble, you'll probably see Carabao Cup as a small one. But you could have, if you wanted to, if you really wanted to, not only taken the Carabao Cup away from your uh, local local rivals, but I, 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 I'm, I'm genuinely sort of... Okay, you've come off a really high treble winning season. Everybody thinks you're the greatest team of all time. I, I highly disagree with that, but... If you want to go a step above that and really, really cement yourself in history books, why didn't you go for the quadruple? Um, I th honestly, I think they could have. I think they could have done it. Like if they really want to put the pedal to the, pedal to the metal, is that the word, the, the right phrase? Um, like, are you not bothered? It seems like they just weren't bothered to win the quadruple, but why not? If you really are as good as you think you are, and let, let me tell you, there's a very, very... <clears throat> High opinion about City right now. He kind of threw away the Carabao Cup. It's not about, oh, we want to win the Carabao Cup. Of course, you're not bothered about that. But if you go one, two, three, four, and you get the Community Shield, which you lost to Arsenal, and you go for the uh, Super Cup, you've then won every single thing you can in a season. You could have, if, if you really, really wanted to be in those, like, that's talking the big, big history books, because no one's done anything like that before. Um, not even the great Sir Alex Ferguson. Why didn't you go for it? Um, you lost the Community Shield to Arsenal, who you looked at as like this team that you overcame um, for, for for the title. Uh, you, they won the Super Cup, I think, on um, penalties. Why didn't you go for all of it? If, if you truly think you're that good, if you really, really think you're that good, and you have to wait till next season now, okay, you could, you could hypothetically 
go on and win another treble, of course, that would be huge. But if you really wanted the good stuff, the, the, the thing that nobody's ever done before, the quadruple, why not? But hey, it's our chance this next game on Wednesday to uh, go and keep that trophy for ourselves if we want to do that. And I would very much like to do that because if we don't win anything else and we finish in the top four again, why not take the Carabao Cup? Why not? It's a trophy. I think May United like winning trophies. I liked it last, well, this this year, last season, when we won it. Why not do it again? Uh, anyway, we've got, a, I guess, a repeat of the cup final, but it's not actually the final. It's the next round against Newcastle, and that is up next. Then we've got Fulham, then we've got Copenhagen away, then Luton, Everton, Galatasaray. Those are the next sample of the next few games. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. Um, do you agree with me? Do you think City, if they, you know, if they really, really think they were the were, were the big boys that they claimed to be, do you think they could have and should have gone for the Carabao Cup? Um, sorry, the quadruple, which is what that would have led up to. Anyway, what do you think of this game? Are you Ten Hag in, Ten Hag out? If you're Ten Hag out, you must answer the next question, which is who do you want instead, and do you think that would truly make a difference? Um, anyway, your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on this game? Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter E Talk UK. Uh, and there's information in your show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, games, films, May Night Podcast. Take a look out for all those. Uh, we're wrapping up with uh, Gen V next week, the season finale already. Uh, I was going to see Five Nights at Freddy this weekend, in fact, yesterday, but I really did not feel very well at all yesterday, or on or on Friday particularly. Um, well, I felt better on Saturday, but I was recovering on that day, but I... Yeah, there was no chance of me going on Friday. I will attempt to do that this weekend, though. Uh, wait, what day do we play on the 4th? That is the Saturday. So possibly, look out for that maybe Sunday next week. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. All right, gaming talk, of course, as well. Uh, we've got that going on, of course, as well. So check that out. And a bunch of other stuff as well. EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk for all those things. You can listen to more podcasts or tell other people, so do what, uh, murder what... Word of mouth social media uh, that lets people know about our stuff. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Every podcast with your options. Look for that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news. Uh, Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Geektown.co.uk for all your TV and film news and all that good stuff. Bex over on Twitch and other platforms. But she's streaming and that kind of stuff. Uh, Trista BYTES across those different platforms. Uh, me over on Twitch at eTalkUK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you. Uh, for the chat podcast either later today or on um, Wednesday for our next game of course so thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time goodbye